With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, this morning we're talking about one of my favorite things in the world, and that's cupcakes. And we all know cupcakes are hot, 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 and we see them everywhere. But what does it take to be the best? cupcake maker that voted the best in New York City time after time by all kinds of different various outlets. Well, we're going to ask one of the owners today, Allison from Robocelli's Cupcakes in Brooklyn, and she knows her cupcakes, and her and her husband, Matt, these are the most down-to-earth, funny, don't-take-their-self-serious people, and it's reflected in their their style of business, and that's been a hit with, with people and consumers, not only in New York City, but in their mail order business that's taken off all over the world. So thank you, Allison, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Well, so is, is, is this your guys' first cookbook that, that, that you this have is, out now? Yes. This is our first cookbook. Um, we've been in business about five years now, uh, making cupcakes and, and baking for about four and a half of those years. And um, – I'm actually somewhat known for my writing. I write a humor column for Medium, um, and I've written I've written extensively over the Internet. We have a very popular blog, and I've known, I'm known as a humor writer. Um, so many, many years ago, I, I knew I wanted to write a cookbook. Uh, I read, I've read cookbooks since I was, um, well, since I was old enough to read. I, I just, I absolutely love them. I read one before bed every night still. Uh, but there's a lot of cupcake cookbooks out there. You know, it's, it's um it's a pretty saturated market, uh, and the, the cupcake business in general is saturated. So we were wondering what what we else, we could bring to the party that was a little bit different. So with our book, you have 50 recipes of our over 400 flavors um, for some of the best, very adult, uh, classical technique-based cupcakes in New York City, but it's also a memoir. And it's a story about how I met my husband and – how we fell in love as chefs in New York City and what it took to first build a company, then lose a company in the Great Recession and how to climb out of that. So that's that's quite a a real life story that I think a lot of people can relate to. Well I think that's um I mean that's something that I've noticed on television, um, you know, chefs we have this reputation of this effortlessness. You know, you know, especially with celebrity mm-hmm. chefs, where you mm-hmm. see pictures of us in the Hamptons and drinking champagne, and they have these really beautiful uh, studio uh, kitchens on on television that don't look anything like a New York City apartment. Um, and my husband and I are 
you know, we're real, we're, we're real people. We're working parents. We're, we have a five-year-old and a six-year-old, both boys. Uh, and we've been trying to chase the American dream the best we can in a post-recession economy. And I really didn't want to gloss any of that over in the book because it's, it's been a really hard struggle. It's, it's a really hard struggle for me as a woman, um, as a 33-year-old, trying to figure out, like, I still don't know what I'm doing. And I really thought I was going to know what I was doing when I was 33. Um, so I'm just trying to be, like, a great mom and a great wife and a great business person and a great chef and a great author. And I'm trying to, like, have it all. And I've come to the realization that I can have it all. I just can't have it all at the same time. Um, so the book, as, as much as anything, is also a, very, uh, it's a reflection of that. It's, a, you know, it's kind of lifting the veil off. This is what a small business really looks like in 20th, uh, 21st century America. This is what small business looks like in New York City, and this is what, this is what a, a more normal chef looks like you know, when they're not all gussied up for television cameras. Mm-hmm. I think that's really relatable to people and that they can um, definitely see themselves. And then, of course, who doesn't want to support small business, especially when a small business has really good food? So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a win-win in my book. Exactly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge, a huge fan of small business. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Um, me, me too. You know, they, they have that small business day um, every year. I, I think that they should have it every month that there should be, you know, just reminding people to support, to support small business. More I've been telling just, people for you know, years. It's, it's, you know, your neighborhood will look like what you want it to look like. So when you shop small businesses and you keep your neighborhood vital, you keep jobs in your community, you keep your property values high, you give your neighborhood character, you create a sense of community. When you don't do that, you think it's going to be everybody else's job to do it. That's, you know, that happened to my neighborhood. We lost our first store because people didn't want to shop locally. They didn't want to go to our main avenue because, I, I mean, we we opened up our first uh, Robicelli's four days before the stock market crash of 2008. So there was really, it's it's five years ago, it seems so foreign um, to talk about it. But we were really engripped in a, in a ton of fear as as a country, and I remember people saying that they were afraid to shop because they didn't know if they would lose their jobs, um, and, and that was certainly the, the case in New York City with all the financial houses collapsing. So a lot of people didn't shop local, and then you just started seeing vacancies all over the neighborhood, and you know the property values were going down, and people were like, oh, like if we want good businesses, we don't want a, a thousand like nail salons. We need to shop the good businesses that are there. And I really feel that this is a great time for America because that's what we're doing. We're finally putting back into our communities, uh, and we're seeing the importance, our, the correlation between our dollars and our, and our homes and our families and our neighbors. What made you decide on cupcakes? I actually was so happy to see when cupcakes really took off because who really can eat a whole cake, you know, because a lot of times you have, like, you, you had to buy the whole cake, but then it's sitting around your house, and then you have the guilt factor involved with the cake sitting around. But with cupcakes, you can kind of, like, buy that is, That's my so thing. It's, it, like, the first time I saw a cupcake store, I was like, this is the smartest idea I've ever, I've ever seen because I eat the whole cake. I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, like, I, I, like not even kidding, two weeks ago, made a cake, and I took a normal piece, and then I'm like, oh, let's take a little sliver, and I'll take a little, another little sliver, and then the next thing you know, there's like a one-by-one-inch square left out of like a nine-by-13 pound, and that's how much cake I've eaten. 
And I'm like, I'm not fooling anybody. Um, so cupcakes for us were actually an accident. Like I mentioned, we opened up our shop. It was a gourmet and sandwich shop that we opened right before the stock market crash. And we were, we were desperately trying to find ways to get people in the door to come buy sandwiches and cheese and, and charcuterie and things like that. So we were both pastry chefs before we opened the shop, and we decided let's go back in the kitchen. And the problem with cake is nobody's going to buy a cake every day. And if they're not going to buy one cake every day, how are they going to buy 30 cakes a day that will pay the rent, you know? So I right. said, well, let's make, let's make cupcakes. I'm like, I'll make 24 of them a week, and uh, people will come in for those. And when they're here, they'll say, oh, you make sandwiches, and you, you know, make this or make that, and they'll take menus, and the rest of the company will take off. It was really, it was just a ploy to get people in the front door. And my husband and I had a very different approach to cupcakes where a lot of places are just, you know, they make a cake and then like out of a box, a lot of these places use mixes. And then you take just in like shortening and and powdered sugar and a lot of food coloring and mix it together and slap it on top of some sprinkles on it. It's a product. My husband and I came up through classical training and fancy restaurants and very high end catering. So we decided to make everything the old fashioned way. And by old-fashioned, I mean, like, the French way, um, which, you know, took forever. And we, we would use these things on $10,000 wedding cakes. But instead of just making a $10,000 wedding cake, we were just making individual portions of it. And that's why within, I think, I think it was four weeks of the first cupcake we ever made, a food blogger came and announced that it was the best cupcake in New York City. And once that happened, another food blogger came and another one. And it just started steamrolling past there. And uh, four years ago this month, uh, in October of 2009, we lost the store anyway because there's only so much you can fight against the tide, but I have the best product in New York City. And Matt and I said we can't give up on this. You know, we have, we, we, we're really good and we have something. And we, you know, this is documented in the book. We lost it all. And then we got into our Honda Civic and we just started pounding the pavement. And people just love the damn cupcakes because – you could eat one and have a cup of coffee and sit down with a girlfriend or, you know, a neighbor. And, you know, it's like that moment, that breaking bread. And there's no guilt about eating the entire cake like I always do. So, um, and, and no matter how many people say it's going to go out of style or whatnot, the, the truth of the matter is everybody likes cake. You get cake on your birthday. You get cake when you get married or when you, you get uh, confirmed or – you know, you're leaving your job. You buy people a cake. Why? Because it's a cause to celebrate. One cake, one mm-hmm. cupcake, you could celebrate, oh, it's Wednesday, and I deserve it. Uh, oh, I, you know, had a really tough project at work that I completed ahead of schedule. Or, you know, I don't feel really good about myself today, and I want something to make myself feel better. That's what, it, that's what cupcakes do. So as long as people like feeling good and like being happy, cupcakes are not going anywhere. So I apologize to all the bloggers out there who, who want to say otherwise. <laughs> no, I am completely agree. It wasn't that long ago that somebody just out of the blue brought me just a little box, and inside that little box was a cupcake. And I'll tell you that, well, obviously I'm still talking about it. It's been like three weeks ago. But it mm-hmm. was so nice, just out of the blue. They just had to bring me a whole cake that said, yeah. thank you, no and you. And it makes you, or... feel, makes you feel special. It makes you feel like, it did. I mean, and it's not, they're, they're not that expensive. They're mostly like under $5. So for under $5, you can make that little gesture to somebody. And I see that all the time where people will come and, they order things for people that they, they care about or, you know, that, like employees that they're proud of. 
And for that minimal investment, you could completely just change a person's day. So, you know, and maybe I feel that's kind of why cupcakes have a giant target on them as well, because uh, we're not used to be, you know, things that make us this happy. Uh, so people are like, we have to get rid of cupcakes. What's the next cupcake? Hi. <laughs> you know? And, and, I mean, when you look at, like, normal food, like, normal food is not always trying to take each other's down. It's not like sandwiches and hot dogs are fighting each other or anything, you know? People just eat them and, and shut up. Like, pizza versus buffalo wings, that's never happened. But we're obsessed with, like, what's going to be the next cupcake? You know what? Desserts don't hate each other. Desserts just want to be eaten. So leave the desserts alone. <laughs> Well, you kind of, well, I think it's your Matt's really great sense of humor and, and that people can, you're very identifiable. People can just really relate to you. Um, but you've almost, we, we, well, there's kind of a, a dichotomy. You guys are almost like the voodoo donut of cupcakes in one way, but then you're also sophisticated on the other because you had an Elvis cupcake that was very yeah. interesting. And uh, um, and then of course then you kind of have fig and and goat cheese on the sophisticated side so it's it's you kind of have a, a different uh, two, we're two, very, two different um, people going yeah, on. We there. have like four hundred something flavors at this point. My husband and I again you know we're, we're classically trained chefs so we're ingredient driven and you know we we got known for working in in cupcakes but we always start off with just a really good ingredient so we'll go to the market and like right now. Apples look really good. So we'll do like a thousand riffs on, on apples and, and come up with 20 different recipes in a day. Or we'll go to, I mean, I live in, in Brooklyn and this is where we grew up. So we grew up around every awesome ethnic food market you can possibly imagine from Middle Eastern to Lebanese to Russian to Chinese to Indian. So we'll go and like find something like date molasses and go, oh, we should, we should use this. And we'll just design something around it because it, you know, I guess you could say cupcakes are playful, but they leave a lot of room to interpretation. And I definitely put that mm-hmm. in the book. I mean, I, I mentioned in the book that it's okay to mess up as long as you're trying. You know, and everything's not supposed to be perfect. I feel like sometimes cookbooks, they, they set the bar really, really high, and no matter how, how much you work at it, you're never going to look like that shot on the cover. But that's okay. I mean, that's how, that's how you learn how to do things. Um, if everybody could do it just by opening a book, I wouldn't have a job, you know? And it would really say some terrible things about my career choice if anybody could do it. So, um, like, the 50 recipes, they're broken up. You have your cake recipes, you have buttercream recipes. There's also a ton of recipes for our toppings. Um, our toppings are kind of what make it, and they're all homemade. So you're talking homemade cookies, homemade candies, um, like blackberry cabernet wine composts, wine reductions, um, homemade chocolate malted milk balls. So you could take all of those things that you've learned from the book and, and mix and match and make up your own recipes. I, I encourage that. And if you do, take a picture and, and send it to me over at Instagram, and I, I'd love to see it. Uh, but there, there's got to be a lot of playfulness in the kitchen. I mean, if it's not coming from a place of love, it's you know people are going to taste that. Well, then what would your advice be to moms and dads maybe who who have to come up with like those 30 cupcakes for for school like the, the next day? Is, is there <laughs> one kind of thing where where they could, you know, what, you what would be do the it best the advice? Next day, you know, the next day, go get a cake mix. Don't try to go crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's too much pressure. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm a mom. I, again, I have um, one in first grade, one in second grade. 
Um, I'm not going to be that television chef who gets up here and goes, oh, well, if you were a good mom, you'd do this, this, and that. And then, no, get a cake mix. You can bu- go to my bakery in Brooklyn and buy something. It's okay for you to not do it. You have other things you need to do. You need you could be, like, folding laundry or cleaning the bathroom and all the other fun stuff that we get to do as parents. Um, but one thing I do do with my kids sometimes is we have a through, – through the book, there's many cupcakes that are fruit-based. We have, like, carrot cake and apple cake, pear cake, banana um, so I will make extra of those, or I'll just make them on their own without the, the, the buttercream. And I put, like, nuts and flax seeds and, and whatever in them, and we call them, quote, unquote, breakfast cupcakes. Because uh, muffins and cupcakes are kind of the same thing. We just all need to kind of accept that. So I call them breakfast cupcakes, and I just load up a big Ziploc bag of them, and I throw them in the freezer. So the first time I did this, I put, like, you know, dried raisins and chopped cranberries and everything, and I thought I was so smart. And my kids, then I watched them uh, actually pick up the, the cupcake and, and pick it apart and pick every healthy thing I had put in there out of it. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not that smart, apparently. So, so now I use smaller things like flax seeds and chia seeds that they can't even notice. And I'm like, oh, poppy seeds or, or whatever. Or it's magic sprinkles. Fool your kids. Blind right. them. I, I, <laughs> there you go. You know, you, I, I just thought that you and Matt are, are probably the parents at the schools always, you know, how they have that list, what will you bring. I bet that you guys always are nominated for cupcakes. Like, oh, yeah. No, nobody oh, else yeah. can probably bring cupcakes. <laughs> I am ruining school birthday parties for everybody in the class at this point. Just ruining it. But it's nice, and we have our class picnics, you know, like Matt and I. Last one, we decided to bring a fruit platter because we didn't have time to bake, and everybody was so angry. And I'm like, but I thought we didn't want the kids having brownies. The parents were like, the brownies weren't for the children. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, we learned our lesson, um, you know, but, yeah, we, we donate a lot to our kids' school. I mean, it's just the, the kids, you know, the kids are in the book. Um, they, they've made a couple of small appearances with us on television before, but we try to kind of keep them away from it because their, their, their parents own a bakery, you know, or a cupcake factory, as they like to call it. So I don't want them to get spoiled. They get like they get like four cupcakes a year, and that's a as they get older, that's becoming more of a point of contention. They were like, it's not fair. You make like thousands of these things for everybody but us. You don't love us. I'm like, oh man, you are Italian with that guilt coming out of your mouth. Because these kids have a gift, a gift. So I told them, I'm like, if you want cupcakes, you have to come into the bakery and you have to start working. Because uh, I think child labor is okay if it's your kid. I think that's how it works. So free, free labor. <laughs> I, I think so. I think my, my parents got away with it for years. Nobody ever came knocking on their door. Although you know, like the old like is that your kid or my kid? Exactly. What the old thing was, if, if they show up, we'll give them to you. you know? I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> we, we won't be calling anybody to show up because I, I, I believed at the time that they probably would give us away. If anybody shows up, you're there. So. <laughs> now, I, I, you know, when we, we just actually announced, because I mentioned before that four years ago we had, we had closed our store, um, and we had just been, we'd just been a wholesale bakery for four years, which is it's sort of remarkable being called the best cupcake in New York City when we actually haven't had a physical bakery since 2009. We've been floating and doing pop-ups, so that's a testament to the quality of our product. But we're, we just announced we are – opening a brick-and-mortar bakery right before Thanksgiving here in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, um, now that the kids are in school. And when that was announced, um, I got 
so many emails from parents in my kids' class saying, my kid is volunteering to work at your bakery. And I'm like, your child is five. And they're like, they want to work for you. <laughs> so I have a whole workforce for the next, like, 20, 30 years already. So don't even bother sending your resume. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wanted to point that out because you, you, you were kind of giving clues on your um, on your uh, website as to where the the bakery was going to be. That uh, have you actually fit, announced it where where the bakery is going to be located at? You know, I I keep leaving clues because you know what it's um it's you know it's in Bay Ridge. It's a small neighborhood. Once it's open, you're going to know it's open for the rest of your life. So I was like, let me just have some fun with it because you know like. I have people on Facebook, like, you know, walking around and taking pictures going, is this it, this it. So, it, I, you know, <laughs> it reminds me of, like, when I was a kid, I think my favorite thing on earth was scavenger hunts. I don't know if it was, like, my favorite uh-huh. game. So I'm like, let me do something like that. Like, let me make a treasure hunt for – I mean, when I first had kids, I just seriously walked around the neighborhood, and I had no – I had nothing to do. And I'm just, like, sitting there just like, I need to get out of the house. I'm like, I will walk into a Walgreens, and I will just, like, go look at deodorant again. I, I just need something to do to get out of the damn house. So <laughs> I have a – I'm very connected with my parenting community, and they're all, like they're, – they're walking around with their baby strollers and – sending me pictures. I was like, okay, go have fun. Play a little bit because your kids are, you know, your kids get to play, you get to play too. Um, but we are doing it in Bay Ridge, which is, if you ever visit New York City, it's far from Manhattan. It is not the trendy part of Brooklyn. Uh, it's where Matt and I grew up. We are a working class neighborhood, and uh, that's exactly why we're doing it here because I think that working class people deserve nice things just as much as rich people in Manhattan do. So we're sticking to our guns, and we're making cupcakes for everybody and not just the 1%. Absolutely, that's that's great. Now, you, you also have a mail order side, is is, is that right? Can, can people We do. Um, it's on hiatus until the holidays because we are, you know, we're moving into a much bigger kitchen right now. I have a book tour I'm doing. But um, we actually don't mail order the cupcakes because the, the nature of our frosting is – um, and this is why it's in the book. It's all butter. I don't use, we don't use shortening. We don't use any chemical stabilizers or, or whatnot. So by the time it, it gets to you, unless you pay $100 in dry ice, ice and shipping costs, um, it's going to be a mess. And if anybody paid $100 for shipping of cupcakes, I'd feel so bad for them. Like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Go support your local bakery, you know. Um, but we do ship brownies. We ship cookies, we ship our pound cakes, uh, we ship our hot cocoa mix, which has been rated one of the top five in New York City. Um, so we, we you definitely ship your do that. Ca- are your, um, your uh, cake mix? Cake mix? We don't have a cake mix yet. Um, okay. Maybe one day. That's a good idea. I'll get on that. Um, but you know, I hope, I really hope that the book does well, and uh, I really would love to write some more books. You know, Matt and I, uh, I'm actually writing recipes today. I write like two or three recipes a week. It's my it, it's my favorite thing to do, and um, I just want to keep making people happy as long as I can. Well, and and we certainly want that for you too. The name of the book is. Um, a love story with cupcakes, right? Which the is Rose, Rose great. Shelley's a love story with cupcakes. It's it's my love story with my husband, illustrated through cupcakes that will make somebody fall in love with you too. And it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble. You guys are really big in social media. You're on Facebook, Twitter. You have a website, um, Tumblr. Uh, people can go and support you through various different channels. Um, it's, uh, I'm just going to spell your name for people if they happen to have and grab a pen and pencil real quick just so they get it right when they Google you, which is R-O-B-I-C-E-L-L-I-S.com. 
Yep, that's it. And it's Rope Cherries, R-O-B-I-C-E-L-L-I-S, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Tumblr. And that will link you to, because uh, I followed you this morning on Twitter, and then right there it's, uh, from your Twitter, it linked me to everything else. And then a couple of days ago, I had uh, looked at your website, and that had linked me. So you, you're really great about it. If, if, if you get to one spot, you can find all the other spots. Oh, yeah, um, you can, you can you find me, and absolutely, or, you know, just Google me. People love writing things about me on the Internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what kinds of things. But, uh, well, and actually, look us up on Amazon. It's in the book. Uh, I was just at a Barnes & Noble yesterday in New Jersey, and they had they had tons of copies. Uh, and then I was in a Barnes & Noble over the weekend, and they were completely sold out already, which was which was kind of a crazy feeling. So if you don't see it in your local bookstore, um, tell them tell them what you're looking for, and they'll they'll get you another copy in. Well, the, well, the book was just released, and I, I looked this morning on Amazon, and in the top 100, um, it was number 30 in the in in its uh, category. So that's that's really really good for. It is a very competitive uh, category, it's, it's, and it's, you've just it's and you've been right? released. Mm-hmm. It was up to number four last week, and you know, it, I mean, Amazon changes their numbers sort of like hourly. Um, but you know, what I'm I'm really hoping, like I know I know that I didn't write a traditional cookbook, and the traditional cookbook's not necessarily going to be a bestseller out of the gate. I wasn't expecting to like. Also, you know, I'm not on Food Network. Uh, we've turned down TV a whole bunch of times, which now I'm kind of regretting because I would have sold more books. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I, I it's it's really a story, and I'm hoping that people read it. It's a very funny book. It's peppered with a lot of colorful language. Um, it's written kind of the way I talk as as an exasperated uh, businesswoman and mother, and trying to be everything or. And um, I, I hope people read it, and then they laugh, and then they tell their friends. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. I, I've gotten letters saying, you know, your book was hilarious. Oh, there goes the dogs. Um, they're like, your book was hilarious. I just went out and I bought a copy from my mom, and I'm buying it for all my sisters for Christmas. Because, um, you know, they're, like, they're working moms, too, and I think they're going to understand, like, how tough this is or, like, what you're going through. And that's, that, that really makes me super happy because, you know, as a, as a working woman, um, you know, sometimes uh, like TV makes it look so easy. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. hot. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, right. if, I can, if I can show other working families out there, like this is what this is what a real working family is. This is what a real working family is in you know 21st century post recession America, where we we don't know if we're going to be okay, but we're going to try to be okay anyway. And uh, if I can, if you read it and you like it, tell your friends. Help put my kids through college. Absolutely. Well, you know, you are the type of person that, you know, we always talk the talk about wanting to support in small business, working moms, uh, family business. And so this is really a way for us to uh, put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and really get out there and every single book makes a difference. And we're going to add this. We're doing a a, a Christmas idea show the end of November. We're going to add your uh, cookbook to that show and and push it for you for Christmas as well. Thank you so much. We have, really a whole, pers- we have a whole Christmas chapter in that book too. Pretty big great. Great. All right. Great. Well, um, I will uh, e- email you just uh, give give you a heads up, but it's going to be right around the the, the end of, of of November when we do that show. We're definitely going to add you to it and just wish you nothing but success. You're just a wonderful, nice you know, nice, nice, nice person. Great family, and uh, I, I just wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and thank you, Seattle.
Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Have a great day. Tell Matt hi. I will. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. All right. You're going to want to go to Robicelli, which is R-O-B-I-C-E-L-L-I-S dot com, and you can Google them. They're on, like I said, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter. They have a website. They're just, a, you know, a hard-working family tr trying to make ends meet, and you know, they, they have a wonderful book. Everything that comes out of this publishing house, by the way, every single thing that they've done is just absolutely the most quality thing. I mean, works of art in, in their books. So there's just, you, you just won't be disappointed, and it makes a, a great gift. Now I want a cupcake. I, I think I want cupcake and coffee right now. We're going to go out today with Lake Street Dive. They were on the show a huge band out of the East Coast that's just blowing up. Everybody's Katie Kirk was tweeting about him. Conan was tweeting about him. Um, Kevin Bacon started the whole thing when he heard them, and overnight they got like a million hits on their YouTube channel. And this is, and we'll dedicate this to Allison and Matt from Robicelli's Coffee in Brooklyn. This is Faith Dive. Have a great day. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch a body. I know not everybody has got a body like you, but I gotta think twice before I give my heart away. And I know all the games you play, cause I played them too. Oh, I need some time off from that emotion. Time to pick my heart up off the floor.
gotta have faith. I gotta have faith, faith, faith. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.